This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Oh. Hey, hey. Yes, this is the MMA Takes Podcast. This is the Pick'em Podcast. You know, I'm always honest with you guys. I tell it like it is. I'm nervous to do this podcast. Nervous to do the Pick'ems. I'm mixing it up. I went out, got my favorite Gatorade, Fierce Melon. If you never had it, you never lived. Hard to find. Found it. Got it. Sitting right in front of me. Just had dinner with my parents. Full stomach. Thinking right. Got a good night's sleep last night. Just went over the odds. I've been going over this card all week. I have one, two, three, four, five out of the 13 fights marked. I'm going to, instead of going in, going, I know I'm picking that guy. I know I'm picking that guy. I know I'm picking that guy. I'm going to kind of work it out. Look at the records. I've already seen tape on most of these guys. Uh, I looked up most of them, or obviously I've seen them fight before. If I have never seen them fight before, I've obviously looked it up. So we're going to do a little something different. I got to shake off the cobwebs, boys, is what's going on. I got to shake it off. If you listened to the podcast yesterday or today, whenever you uh, whenever you indulged it, I had a rough weekend. Rough gambling weekend. Need to turn that around. Going to the sportsbook Friday morning, I believe. I'll be, uh, I'll be headed there Friday morning. And um, got to make some smart bets, guys. Got to make smart bets. Uh, I usually do a video before the podcast releases. I'm going to do the video afterwards because there's some fights I'm circling uh, of what I want to do the video of. I do. I enjoy doing the videos. I think they get good feedback. They get my ugly face out there. That's going to come either Thursday or Friday uh, just after the podcast just kind of reassure and reconfirm a pick. There's three fights I love. Those are the probably three I'm going to bet on. Um, and then one of those was I'll do the video with. I don't know which one yet, so you'll have to stay tuned to the MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram and MMA Takes on Twitter. I post on uh, both locations. All right. A uh, little quick news. I don't know if this is breaking news, if this is news at all. Conor McGregor tweeted. It's always big news when McGregor tweets. He tweeted at Frankie Edgar, said happy birthday, which it is Frankie's birthday today. Happy birthday, Frankie Edgar. See you in December. I know that's a fight Conor wanted. Frankie wants that fight. I think Frankie deserves it. It'll be his obviously his biggest payday. I'm assuming Frankie's going to go up to 55 for that fight. Uh, Connor has expressed interest in fighting Frankie because he respects him. And uh, it's a similar style to Khabib, I guess, with the wrestling and the grappling. So we'll see, man. That, I think that's a tough fight for Connor either way. Frankie's a small little quick guy. Connor's not the, uh, you know, Connor's big. You know, he's not he's not the uh, fastest guy in the world. And Frankie's hard to hit and he doesn't fucking slow down. And Connor's uh, cardio is a little shaky. So. Uh, if that fight happens, I'm, I'm nervous for Connor. Connor's my guy, but uh, I don't think that's a, a walk in the park like some people might think. Yeah, Frankie's undersized, but Frankie won the title at 155. He's fought big guys at 55 and 45. I mean, he's been undersized his whole career, so um, it makes sense because you got to give Frankie, you know, a million dollar payday. He's probably got maybe two, three good years left. Uh, Connor gets to pick who he wants to fight, and that's who Connor wants to fight. So uh, they'll they'll do it. Don't know if it's official yet. Haven't heard anything from you know any of the big guys, anybody that reports on it. But uh, seeing December by Connor tweets, I mean that carries a lot of weight. I'm sure Dana's gonna come out and be like, "There's no deal done. Nothing's been talked about." But you know, if Connor picks up the phone, and goes, "Hey, I want to fight in December. Uh, put me on a card, co main, main, whatever. I'll fight Frankie." And Frankie's already said, "Yeah, I'll do any weight." Um, <clears throat> they're gonna make that fight happen. But that's the only thing I want to talk about before this card. Big one. Friday night, October 18th, uh, Steve's birthday. Friend of the podcast, friend of mine in life. Happy birthday to Stephen Raymond Smith. I don't know if his middle name is Raymond, but I feel like it should be. Um, he's 33. He's, he's, you know, he's getting there. Same age as me. 
this card's electric. I I love this card, right? It um there's a lot of really close fights. It's a hard it's a hard card to pick. Probably not my first choice after having a, a really rough week to rebound on this card because a lot of things are really close and things can go a lot of ways. But Boston is a great crowd. They always bring it. Uh, the UFC always puts on good shows in Boston. A lot of, you know, it's just, it's just a really good, you know, TD garden. It's, it's a feel good place. I love the open workouts that did in Peter Wells's gym. Uh, yeah. So it's a feel good stuff. So let's get into the first fight again. I haven't picked this fight guys. We're doing this on the fly here. We got Daniel Spitz who is six and two. He is one, plus one fifteen underdog. He is fighting Tanner Bozor, who is 15 and 6 and 1, 15, 5 and 1. He's a minus 145 favorite. Tanner uh, was supposed to make his UFC debut versus that giant Brazilian dude, Gio Como something. Uh, Gio Como uh, got busted for steroids, so they pulled him. He's a Canadian, and, um, you know, he's he's got a decent record, a lot of wins by decisions, good leg kicks, big, long, decent striker. Uh, isn't a finisher by any means. Daniel Spitz is... is Kind of a finisher. He's a little all over the place. So he's had three fights in UFC. Mark Ibeer beat him by decision. Anthony Hamilton knocked him, or he beat, knocked out Anthony Hamilton, and then he got knocked out by Walt Harris. Walt Harris is the only guy on that list that he's like fought. Uh, Tanner Brazier is fighting his UFC debut, obviously. Big kid. Was he 6'2", heavyweight? Uh, not that big, actually. 6'2", is not too bad. Um, and yeah, he's making his UFC debut. He's got a couple losses by decision on his record. Seems like a tough dude. He's only been knocked out by once by Tim Haig. R.I.P. Tim Haig. Um, I like this line. Listen, Daniel Spitz is a guy who has never really impressed me in the UFC or any of his fights outside the UFC. I think he's average at best. I think, uh, you know, Tanner Brazier, again, a guy who I don't love. I think I picked against him when he was against the Brazilian. I can't fully remember. Um, not a finisher, not a big killer moves pretty well for his size. Um, not the biggest guy in the world. I did. I, I for some reason I thought he was like six six, but they only have him at six two two fifty. Uh, that's not you know that's not the uh, the biggest guy for heavyweight. Um, but I do like the way he moves. I like I like the way he mixes up his game. I think he's pretty good everywhere. Um, I think this is going to be kind of a weird fight because I don't think either guy is a killer by any means. I think this will probably be like a decision. Usually when heavyweight fights go to decision, it's it's not that great, right? I mean, there's been only a handful of heavyweight fights that have made it. To you know, went to a decision that were electric. You know, Francis Ganyu, Stephen Mirchik. These guys probably aren't going to do that. If it gets an ends at a finish, great. I don't know if it's going to. Um, I don't. I mean, I do like the line of Taylor at minus one forty five. I get why he's the the favorite. I'm going to go with the favorite here. Um, I, I, you know, I just think his overall game's better. I think Spitz has three starts in UFC, two, one and two. He's fought some decent guys. Knocked out Anthony Hamilton, which is nothing to you know nothing to write home about. But he did lose to Mark Godbeard, which kind of worries me a little bit. I, I think that guy stinks. His last name's awesome, uh, and I know I think he just won in some bare knuckle fighting thing or whatever. So he's kind of you know he's coming back. Apparently he had a bunch of problems. Uh, drinking booze and fucking chicks. I don't know. I don't know the fucking guy's problems. Apparently he had some problems, but he's in the bare knuckle thing. But I like Tanner to kick off the night. Uh, you know, Canadian, Canadian guy. I'm going to go with the Canadian. I'm going to go with minus 145. Um, I wouldn't mind betting it. I, I'm not confident in it because, you know, Tanner hasn't really shown what he can do in the UFC yet. Um, anybody t- making their UFC debut, there's always a kind of a question mark around him. But uh, I think he's got a good opponent here. I think this is way better than the uh, Gio Como guy he was going to fight in his debut. So next up, you got Kevin Holland, who's 16-4. and four. He's a minus 170 favorite. He is fighting Brendan Allen, who's 12-3. and three. He's a plus 135 underdog. Brendan Allen, I believe, contender series guy, if I'm not mistaken... LFA dude, 
uh yeah contender series so he, he beat aaron jeffrey in the contender series rear naked choke round one he is good on the ground decent you know okay standing up um nothing crazy he lost anthony hernandez hernandez who fights in the ufc he's lost to eric anders lfa brings some really good fighters over to the ufc they had a really good 185 pound class in a, in, in a while you know he's got a loss of trevin giles who hasn't really done anything in the ufc another lfa guy um yeah but uh you know he's he's on a four fight win streak right now with the contender series win good record um obviously a ground guy likes a rear naked choke he's won by rear naked choke a few times i'm not overly impressed by him kevin holland's a guy who i do like i don't love him he came for the contender series too i think two seasons ago he's got some good wins in the ufc i think all his i think all his fights in the ufc has been wins he did lose to tiago santos by decision yeah so he lost to tiago santos by decision he he choked out john phillips he split uh, Merskart and he unanimous Dechikio, which both those fights were, his last two fights were very con- controversial. Um, if he went with Merskart and didn't get submitted, I really don't think Brendan Allen's going to offer too much for him. I think Kevin Holland is pretty good on the ground. He tries a lot of things. He goes for stuff. I think Kevin Holland's going to want to come out and really impress. I think he has a stand-up advantage. I think he's a little wild in the stand-up. He uh, does have good punches, good kicks, kind of a funky style. Um, I don't think he's the most powerful guy, but I do think he could probably, you know, land some big shots and hurt Allen. Allen's obviously going to want to get this fight to the ground. He's aggressive. He's going to want to get this to the ground, take the back. Holland is better on the ground than I think people are giving him credit for. The line's a little, <clears throat> excuse me, the line's a little low for me. Minus 170 for Kevin Holland for a guy on a four fight win, three fight win streak with his only loss to a guy who lost a decision uh, to uh, John Jones. Um, Tiago Santos is no easy guy. Tiago Santos, it was an exciting fight. He kept taking Kevin Holland down, didn't really want to stand with him. <clears throat> so I, I'm taking Kevin Holland in this. I like him. Uh, Brandon Allen, again, not, you know, has really one path to victory in here. He could surprise. He could come out and really, you know, be aggressive and land some strikes. I don't think he's incompetent striking. I just like Kevin Holland. I think Kevin Holland is, is a good picker. I see a lot of people liking him. I think 170 is a good price. I, I'm surprised he's not a 200 favorite a lot of people i guess like brandon allen uh plus 135 uh that seems a little to me i I figured allen would be a little bit higher because kevin holland is a real deal i think he's got four wins in the ufc with one loss so he's four one the ufc um and 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 he's uh you know i think he's he's better than people expect a little goofy you know if you follow him instagram he's uh you know a weirdo uh you know no disrespect i'm a weirdo too but uh yeah he's uh i'm getting texas who hold on sorry guys Devin, man Patrick Day fucking died. Shit. So, yeah, Patrick Day, the boxer, young kid, died uh, today. He had some traumatic brain injury over the weekend and uh, died today. So, RIP Patrick Day. I have not seen the video. I do not want to watch the video. But getting back to this, um, Kevin Holland, all the way. All right, next up, Sean Brady, who's 10 and 0. He is a minus 225 favorite versus Court McGee, who is 19 and 8. He's a plus 175 underdog. This fight breaks my brain. You know, Sean Brady's a guy, Chris Curtis and him had a little back and forth. Uh, Chris wanted to fight him several times in Philadelphia. I believe this kid's from Philly. He is from Philly. Um, 10 and 0. Chris wanted to fight him. He was supposed to make his UFC debut months ago. Obviously, it wasn't a USADA thing because he wouldn't be fighting so quick, but there was some weird stuff going on with him. I heard rumblings about some shit. Uh, probably just an injury, though. Didn't really hear much about it. So they delayed his UFC debut. Now he's making it against Court McGee. Hate this matchup for him, right? Sean Brady is a big, strong dude. Has wins kind of every way, right? He's got wins on the ground. He's got wins, you know, by decision. He's got wins by TKO. He's got wins by punches. He's got wins, you know, one one submission win. Uh, and then a lot of decisions, a lot of punches. Big, strong kid. Um, you know, I think, you know, Court McGee is just so hard to look good against. Court McGee is not going to get tired. 
He rarely gets knocked out. Um, he's going to be on your ass. He's going to be testing your cardio. He doesn't get tired. Um, it's just a really tough fight for Sean Brady right, right out of the gates for UFC debut. I mean, Colt, Colt uh, I mean, Colt, Colt, uh, Colt McCoy almost said, who's Colt, Colt McCoy's quarterback for the fucking, uh, I mean, Colt court, God damn court. McGee has been in the UFC for a long time. He's been in the UFC since 2010 when he was on the ultimate fighter shoe boy, right? He's been in the UFC for a long time and he's lost decision, 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 Santiago Ponsonibio knocked him out. Decision, decision. Diego Lima, decision. So he's literally only been finished one time. He loses countless decisions by very dangerous guys. Um, he's just an ugly guy. He's just so grimy. It's so hard to pick against him. For the record, I'm picking Sean Brady officially. Um, however, however, I'm staying away from this fight. I think this could get really weird. Sean Brady, I think, is pretty well-rounded. I think he's going to be able to handle... Court's grappling a little bit. Um, I think he's the bigger puncher. I think he probably has more knockout power than Court. Court's just so tough, and his cardio is so sick. Um, you know, Sean's obviously outside the UFC has went to a decision multiple times, um, so he's obviously been three rounds. But the UFC is different. You're making your debut. Little worried about that third round. Uh, this is going to be a decision. I would put probably all my money on the fact that it doesn't go. Or I'm sorry, that is not a finish. Uh, the finish line on this has got to be like plus 1400. I mean, it might, it might be smart to put like a couple bucks on it, but, um, yeah, I don't see a finish happening. I just don't, I see, I see it being a very close fight. I see Sean Brady probably being a little bigger, a little stronger in the younger man and, and being a little more quick and, and would be literally beat court to the punch. Um, court though, that third round scares me, but yeah, that the reason I'm not betting this fight is the third round. I do. I will. I'll take a look at the prop if there's a prop for this and and if it's like crazy like finish rate or like doesn't go to the decision I'm going to I'm going to throw some coin on it because anybody can get knocked out of MMA. I mean shit. I mean I don't think it's going to happen. But I mean if if you're giving me 14 to 1 odds, you know. Let's play let's play ball here. Eh? All right. Uh next up you got Randy Costa who's 4 and 1. He is a minus 1. Oh, well. I wrote Oh no. Wait, hold on. Ah. Oh. Topology, you did it to me. Okay, so we'll go Randy Costa. Randy Costa, who is four and one, he's a plus one forty five underdog. He is fighting Boston Salmon, who is six and two. He's a minus one seventy five favorite. This is one of the harder fights to pick for me. I saw Randy Costa fight live against Brandon Davis. Gave a hell of a first round. Got tired. Got submitted in the second round. Brandon Davis again, not a world beater at one thirty five, but he's a very tough opponent. He has really good striking. Uh, Costa coming from Mass, I believe he trains with Lozon. I can't, I don't know for sure, but he's obviously a Mass guy. Really good wins, all wins by finishes. Uh, his only loss is to Brandon Davis, but he's four and one. He's very young. He's fighting Boston Salmon, who has a lot of hype. Boston Samuels on the Contender Series a few years ago, I believe, two summers ago, um, and a lot of people really liked him on the Contender Series. Uh, he made his UFC debut versus Khalid Taha in uh, Atlanta as well and got knocked out. Got knocked out. Clean, clean knocked out. Uh, it was pretty brutal. It was, it was 25 seconds in the first round. It was not even a fight. Got laying over the right hand and got put away. Um, Boston, fighting in Boston. I like the name Boston. I hate the city of Boston. I've never been there. The reason I hate it is because they win everything. I'm so jealous of them that I have to hate it for being from Cincinnati. Patriots always win. The Red Sox won last year. The Celtics, they have a basketball team winning. I have a basketball team. They have a hockey team winning. I have a hockey team. I mean, they always, one of their sports is going to make a finals and have a chance to win. It drives me nuts. Just once I want to see the Bengals win a Super Bowl. Just give it to me. Come on. Let Cincinnati be the city of champions, huh? 
But I do like the name Boston. I think it's a cool name. He's fighting in Boston. That's got to be some good karma. He's the favorite here. Randy, I can see why he's the favorite because Randy Costa is very young in his MMA with four and one. Boston Salmon, though, only six and two, does have a lot of hype behind uh, behind him. He's more well rounded than Randy Costa. I think he, you know, he he can submit. He can submit Randy Costa. I think he can he can knock out Randy Costa as well. But I think Randy has a, a big weakness on the ground. His his striking is very good. He does have power. He's quick. He's durable. He took a lot of shots against Brandon Davis. Dropped Brandon Davis in their fight. Brandon Davis has very good boxing. Um, this is a tough fight to pick. You know, I want to take the under here. I've gone all chalk so far. I have not picked one underdog. That scares me a little bit. But I do like Boston Salmon. I think he's. I think he is a very good fighter. I'm hoping that the knockout by Khalid in the early first round, that didn't really open a door to more knockouts because Randy's going to come. He's going to bring in. He's a young kid. He's going to come out there just like he did against Brandon Davis and start swinging, right? He's going to fucking try to land some stuff. Um, he, he obviously got tired in the Brandon Davis fight. You know, if Boston plays it smart here, it goes, to, hopefully Randy's in a little better shape because he did gas, but hopefully it goes into the later rounds and Boston kind of chips away at him and, and implements his game like he did on the contender series. This kid is someone to look out for. Um, man, I don't, oh man, I'm talking myself in it. I'm talking myself out of it. Um, shit. Uh, all right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Boston salmon. Okay. Uh, minus minus one seventy five isn't terrible. I don't know if I bet this fight because I'm so torn on it. I'm 50-50 on it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bet Boston. Um, and I, I think I wrote that on the wrong one. Did I? Let's see. Okay, nope, I did. Uh I didn't. Excuse me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Boston. Okay. So next up you got Pot Kyle Balkniak, one of the more Boston names on the card. He is eight and four. He is a minus one. Yeah, minus one forty favorite. He's fighting Sean Woodson, who was six and oh. Sean Woodson had a great story. Uh, on the contender series, big, long dude for this weight division. Really interesting to me. He's got the most, he's got the weirdest body, but he looked really good in the contender series. His dad passed away. He's very emotional when he got the finish. He wasn't winning the fight right from the get go, but he, he took over the fight. Um, this guy's arms are so long. He's so long for this weight class. I mean, what is he? He's six two, but his, his reach is 79. That's crazy. That's only five inches shorter than John Jones. And you're fighting at 145, 155, whatever this weight class is. That's nuts, you know. Um, yeah, he flying knee knocked out Terrence McKinney when they fought. McKinney was getting revenge or coming back from the contender series. A lot of motivation sent in his way. And uh, he was winning the first round. You know, Sean Woodson's ground game is a little suspect, in my opinion. Uh, really good striker, really good knees, really good punches. Um, but his ground game's a little suspect. Kyle Bogniak, however, is a good wrestler, is very durable, very tough, likes to bang it out. Um, is an exciting guy, but the past couple fights, he hasn't really used his wrestling, which I kind of want to see him use his wrestling. He's coming off two decision losses to Zabit Magomed Sharipov, which was an awesome fight. And then Hakeem Dabwadu was a split decision. And then he's got a decision over Brandon Davis. This guy is uh, not a finisher. I, I, he doesn't have a finish in the UFC. All decision wins or losses. He's a tough, durable dude. Um, I think Sean Woodson's only way to victory is to land like a knee or a punch. He's so long. Bodniak is a little short, stout, kind of muscly, muscled up dude. I'm thinking he's going to close the distance, get on the legs, and take him down. I mean, that's that's what the game plan should be. But is he going to do it? I don't know. Sean Woodson, again, I like his story. I like the frame for this kid. Bodniak's a tough matchup because Bodniak, I mean, he fought Zabip, who's a who's a big guy from 145-2 and handled him pretty well. He was landing big shots on Zabip. But I think Bodniak's way to win in this is, is to take the fight to the ground, to... 
um, mix things up because Sean did look a little vulnerable on the ground when they fought in the contender series. He does have good striking. He does have decent cardio, at least what I saw in the contender series. He has power it later in the fight. This is another tough fight to pick. I want to pick. My heart wants to go to Sean Woodson. I like the number. I would I would take the minus 110 or plus 110, excuse me. I'm going to go Bodniak here. I'm going to go minus 140. I know I'm picking a lot of favorites. I always brag about these underdog picks, but I'm just, I'm trying to see the card. I'm trying to talk it out. And uh, I just see, I think, I think Bogniak's going to win this one. Um, You know, Sean Woodson, again, good story. I like the kid, Um, but uh, yeah, I just, you know, I got to go with my gut here. You know, my, you know, my back's against the wall. I got to go with the gut here. Let me take a drink. Telling you boys, fierce melon. If you haven't tried it, whatever what are you doing with your life all right next up we got a female fight here we got molly meatball mccann who is nine and two she is a minus 600 favorite which is absolutely crazy she's fighting diana belubja okay 13 and four she's a plus 400 underdog maybe you like spaghetti and meatball let me play let me play that again maybe you like spaghetti and meatball Regardless of the lines, this is a spaghetti and meatball fight. No mistake about it. Before I get go crazy, because I'm not going to talk a lot about this fight, I'm picking Molly McCann. If you want to bet this fight, you're nuts, right? Molly McCann, very durable, very tough girl, is on a nice little win streak here. Um, she's good on the ground. She's tough. Her striking is pretty good. Deanna, I've never seen this girl fight. I try to look up some footage of her. Let's see. No UFC debut. She's got a lot of wins by punches and, and TKO and armbar and stuff. Seems pretty well rounded. But I mean, who is these, who are these women that she's fighting? She has a couple losses by decision and armbar and whatnot. So she's got a few losses. Um, where is she fighting at? What is what name is that? Okay, so Romania. Uh, okay. I see the picture here. You know, I mean, I gotta see a better picture of her, but why we we want? All right. So, not a thorough breakdown. I hate the line. It possibly could go either way. I understand that Molly should be a favorite, but a minus six hundred favorite is crazy, crazy. Her family, people she loves. If they're gamblers, they're not laying that 600. They're not doing it. That's crazy high. Insane line. I'm picking her to win, but I'm not confident. I mean, but it's fucking ball spaghetti. spaghetti. Molly McCann's going to win this fight. How? Striking, takedowns, striking, takedowns. She's going to mix it all well. She's tough. She's not going to get hurt by anything. Deanna looks like she has some good boxing, some, you know, a lot of Europe, you know, people from Europe and a lot of people on that side of the world don't have great wrestling. Molly's going to grapple her, take her down and beat her up. That's that's what's going to happen. Minus 600, though, is I I don't like the 600. Stay away from that fight. Don't bet. Don't put it in a parlay. I mean, what what are you doing? You're wasting wasting money. Come on. All right. Next up, Manny Bermudez, minus 145. He's 14 and one versus Charlie Charles Rosa. Who's eleven and three? He's a plus one fifteen, right? I'm on the right fight. Yeah, plus one fifteen, underdog. Uh, Rosa hasn't fought in a while. I believe 2017? 2017. Uh, is that what it is? Twenty seventeen. Okay, that was an amateur. Yep. 
Blah, 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 blah. Yep, 2017 versus Shane Burgos. He got knocked out in round three. Um, pretty brutal knockout. He's got a win over Bogniak. He's got a loss to Yair, but it was a very close fight. I remember that fight. Uh, split decision, one of Yair's first fights in the UFC. Um, and he's got a loss to uh, Dennis Seaver. Charlie, uh, Charles, Charlie Rosa is is American top team dude. Good guy. Uh, excuse me, not a good guy. I don't know. I don't know him fucking anybody, but good wrestler, good fighter. I think he's very solid, good record. Um, a lot of people like him. I've seen him in corners. I see him in people's Instagrams. He's apparently a really good training partner, has decent skills, boxing a little lacking, kicks aren't great, wrestling is his bread and butter. Manny Bermudez suckered me last time, right? He didn't make weight, lost to Casey Kenny, who's a 125er. He's a big 135er. They made a move up to featherweight. It was his only loss. He's a huge favorite, and I fucking betted on him and i got screwed manny's a boston guy he won it on this card um i like him going up in weight he's a big tall long dude i think he's gonna be bigger than uh, than rosa who fights at 145 um i want to take rosa so bad in this fight i want to take the underdog i'm not gonna bet this fight i hate this fight on paper because manny Bermudez last time he fought he looked so uninterested it looked like he didn't want to be there i know he had a weight rough weight cut but he just didn't seem there Hopefully, fighting in Boston, not cutting as much weight, is really going to bring him up. Charlie Rosa obviously wants to get this fight to the ground. Manny wants to, you know, obviously get this fight to the ground. I think it will. I think the instincts will kick in with Rosa. I think Manny's striking's okay. I think it's a little overrated. People talk about how good it is. Um, and I think it's the only people from Boston. I don't think it's that good. I think Casey Kenny, uh, you know, he hurt Casey Kenny. He was laying some big shots, but I mean, not, you know, I don't, it's just, I don't think, I think it's a little overrated. Let me just put it that way. I don't think he puts punches together that well. Decent kick. He's a big guy, uh, for this weight, even at 145, I think he's gonna be big. I mean, we'll see his first, this is his first time in UFC at 145, but, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take Manny. God, I'm going all chalk here, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm going to take Manny though. Um, I'm going to bet. I, I won't bet the, the finish. I won't bet who wins. I will probably do the prop. I do think it's going to be a finish. I do think Manny could probably submit Rosa uh, as much as I uh, I hate saying that. Okay. Next up, Duran Wynn, who is 6-0. and oh, He's a minus 130 favorite versus Darian Stewart, who's 10-4. and four. He's a plus 100 underdog. Darian Stewart. Huh? Yeah, I'm from London, yeah? I don't know if he is from London. Where is he from? East London. Yeah. I was talking about this fight today at work. This is, you know, spoiler alert. This might be one of the fights I'm going to do a video for. I should, I a buddy of mine goes, Hey, who should I take? And I go, you know, I've been getting my balls busted all week because I've been picking losers. You know, I've been giving losers out and I go, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to tell you, man. He's like, dude, I'm going to the sports book today. Who should I pick? I want to put up money on a fight. I go, no, no, no. I'm not telling you. I was like, Duran went. Um, so spoiler alert, I'm picking Duran win. However, the line was very close. My buddy got him at a minus 125. Darren Stewart was at a minus 110. So it was a pick em fight, both on the minus side. However, Darren Stewart, it, it's floating around a little bit, uh, you know, on odd shark on all the sites. He was plus and minus. And sometimes Duran win is, is a slight favorite all across the board though. Um, I liked Duran win in this fight and I showed a picture of Darren Stewart. He's all fucking bricked up. And then I showed a picture of Duran win. They're like, yeah, right. That dude's going to get killed. You know, that's, that's, that's the simple minded people who think muscles win fights. Um, Darren Stewart has looked pretty good in his last couple fights. Um, what bothers me is, and it doesn't bother me because I think I'm going to win money on this fight. I will bet this fight. I do like Duran win in this fight. Um, Duran fought, let's go to Duran first. Duran fought Eric Spicy in his UFC debut. Did not look great. Spicy is a, is a big dude. Um, for, and Duran is a very small guy. He's five, five at one eighty five. That that's small. 
but he is fast. He does have good boxing. He has decent power, but I don't know how much power you're going to have when you're that small and you're fighting bigger, larger men. Spicy has fought at 205 before. Um, Duran was dominating the first round, slowed down, got caught with some knees, got caught with some kickers, got hurt. Didn't want to take the fight to the ground because Spicy's really good on the ground. He's got some crafty shit. I think in the training camp at AKA, the game plan was to stay, keep it on your feet because Spicy has been knocked out before. Duran Wynn and his boxing coach and Hav and all those guys at AKA are probably like, well, let's stand up and knock this dude out. Well, when Spicy wasn't getting knocked out, they're like, well, fuck, that was our game plan. And Duran got tired. So he won unanimously, but it was a little ugly. So I think that's why Duran is as low as he is. I don't know how far he can go at one at 185 at 5'5". Five five. It's very interesting. It's very Mike Tyson-esque. You know, Mike Tyson was too short for heavyweights, but he, you know, he had that little power. It's different times. Duran's a great wrestler, right? Fantastic wrestler. I mean, he goes in that wrestling room with, with fucking Islam and, and, and Khabib and DC all the time. Great wrestler. Um, he's a wrestling coach with DCs. They call him mini DC. Darren Stewart has worked on his wrestling a lot, worked on his cardio. That was his big thing. He's big power, good striker, um, but his wrestling cardio was a little bad. I keep going back to the Edmund, Edmund Shabazian fight, and they both gassed out in that fight. And I thought Edmund was going to come out and box Darian Stewart up. Edmund came out and wrestled and grappled and took Darian down repeatedly, 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 won a split decision. They both completely gassed. And when Edmund was gassing, barely can keep his fucking head up, he took him down. He kept taking him down. That was only a few fights ago. Now, Darian's going into this fight knowing that uh, Duran's probably going to take him down. I don't think that's going to matter. I think Duran's going to be able to get his single. He shoots singles. He doesn't shoot a ton of doubles. Get his single and take this fight to the ground. Can he hold him down? I don't know how good Duran's top pressure is. All his fights have been finishes up until Tom Lawler. He stood up the whole time with Tom Lawler. He stood up the whole time with Spice Lee. So, Hopefully, it's not one of those things where he thinks he's a boxer now. I think he can box with Darren. I think he can box and, and do well, but that's going to have to open up the takedown. Do not stand up with Darren Stewart. I like this fight if Duran Wynn fights the way he should fight. Mix everything up and get the takedown. He's got to get the takedown to win this fight. He's got to tire Darren Stewart out. So I like Duran Wynn. Duran Wynn uh, is a guy that I'm going to bet on. Might maybe do a video about it. I, I kind of ran away with that one, didn't I? All right, next up, you got Macy Barber, who's a minus 125 favorite. She's 7-0, and fighting Gillian Robertson, right? Robertson? Yeah, Robertson. She's 7-3. and She's a minus 105. This is a pick em, which I think is crazy. Macy Barber, Macy Barber, Macy Barber. I'm hammering home. Gillian has impressed me, right? She has really turned a corner. I believe she's an American top team. She is talked about by a lot of those coaches i think she's a din thomas girl right i think din's like her head corner there uh, let me double check that yeah american top team yeah so she's the one uh she's very good on the ground good submissions her stand-up's coming along she looked really good in her last fight against sarah frota um she elbowed tko sarah from the mount and then her last time out uh before that she beat veronica macedo by rear naked choke very very good on the ground she's got a win over molly mccann a win over uh, emily whitmire all these are very very good wins hannah cyphers as well uh, Macy Barber is that next, that new, new comes from the contender series. She wants to be the youngest champion ever in the UFC. Uh, excuse me. I gotta get away from the mic. Um, she's the youngest champion, uh, wants to be the youngest champion. She wants to break John Jones record. She literally has like a countdown. I think she's 20 years old. Um, she's a youngie man. I'm 13 years older than this girl. God, I'm fucking old. 
called. Uh, I like Macy Barber a lot. I thought she had a really good debut. Excuse me. I thought she had a really good fight in her last time against JJ Aldrich, who looked great this past weekend. Rough first round for her. She got tagged up a little bit, but she came back and, and, and uh, TKO'd her on the ground and, and really found her groove. Um, she's got another nice win over Hannah Cyphers by ground and pound. I mean, this girl's a finisher. She gets the fight to the ground. She finishes. Um, it'd be interesting because Jillian Gillian wants the fight to the ground too. So I see why the odds are the way they are. It's a straight pick them fight. Um, I can see them closing a little closer. I see a lot of people picking Macy. That's a popular pick that scares me because it's a square pick for sure. Everyone's on Macy. She's the hot upcoming thing. Gillian's been putting in the work. She's not much of a vet. She's only got three more fights than, than, than Macy, but She's been fighting and, and winning and fighting a lot of top competition, and you got a, one of the best coaches in the world raving about her. Um, I'm really interested to see how this fight plays out because I don't know what the game plan would be for Macy. I'm imagining she just want to keep this fight standing up. Gillian's going to want to get the fight to the ground. How's good Macy? How good is Macy off her back? We've never seen that. She's very good on top. She's very strong on top. Big big punches. I mean, she fucks people up on top. She fucks. She, she fucks gals up with elbows and punches and everything. Um, very interesting to see what the game plan for both women will be. I like Macy. I like the line. I think that's a little low. I thought she'd be a little bit higher because she is a square pick. A lot of people are picking her. Um, I like Macy though, but Gillian is as tough as they come. I, I've told you, I sworn off, uh, I've sworn off, uh, betting women's fight. I might bet this fight. I like Macy that much, which scares me. Maybe I'll just bet. Gil- no, I can't. You can't do that. I was going to say, maybe I'll just bet Gillian. So Macy, I don't care if Macy wins. I'm going to, I want her to win on my dime. All right, next up, Joe Lozon. He's a plus one ten underdog. He's fight. He's twenty seven and fifteen. He's fighting Jonathan Pierce, who's nine and three. He's a minus one thirty favorite. Um, Jonathan Pierce was the guy from the Contender Series that got like, jumped at his gym and got put in a coma or some shit like that. Got fucked up by. I got sucker punched by some guy at the gym and, and, and got really fucked up. Looked pretty good on the contender series. I, I think he's from like the South Nashville. He's from Tennessee. I knew that he's from Tennessee. Look good on the contender series. He, uh, he, 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 uh, won in the third round, decent cardio carries the cardio into the third round. Um, Joe's my guy. I like Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon, when he fought Jens Pulver and knocked him out, that left hook and Jens Pulver was the next, like he left the UFC for years. And he was supposed to come back. Joe Lozon was like a plus 1,200, 1,400. He was a crazy underdog. Knocked Jens out with a left hook in the first round. And then it went on this run where everyone's like, this dude's really good. He kind of came in. This big ear computer geek, essentially, was supposed to be force-fed to Jens so Jens could get the BJ or Jens can get to someone else to get the title. He came in and fucking just rocked Jens off the left hook and finished on the ground. Like, And all of a sudden, Joe Lozon became the man. Joe Lozon has a lot of UFC records. Plus 110 in Boston with Joe Lozon. I think this might be Joe Lozon's swung song. Um, he's been finished quite a bit in his last few times out. I think his stand-up is decent. I think he is heavy-handed. I think Pierce is going to kind of maybe stay away a little bit in the first because Joe is aggressive. However, I'm picking Joe Lozon. I'm going to give him a little underdog as well. I'm going to give him double up. I like Joe Lozon at plus 110. Uh, I think Jonathan Pierce has a good career. I think he's a very talented guy. I think Joe needs this fight to get finished. I think he needs to probably finish in the first or second. If it gets to the third, I don't love it. Uh, I think Joe's going to slow down. He's a little bit older now. How old is Joe Lozon? I think he's still. I think he looks young, but I think he's. What are we at here? Nineteen eighty four. He's thirty five. Going to be thirty six next year. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I like Joe Lozon as young dog in this. Um, yeah, Joe Lozon. It is. I, I mean, am I confident? Absolutely not. Would I give it out to people? Sure. I think Joe wins. I am going to bet 
Again, I'm, I'm I'm going props here. I don't love predicting fights. I do think this fight's not going to get finished. I think, or excuse me, it will get finished. I keep saying that. It will be finished. Either Lozon's going to catch him with a punch or a submission, or Pierce is going to put out Lozon. That's the only way this fight ends, is by someone going out, right? It's not going to go to the cards. I promise you that. Bet that prop. If you want to bet Joe because you like Joe, I got a soft spot for Joe. Uh, go ahead and do that as well. All right, next up. Ugh. Greg Hardy minus 300, uh, five and one versus Ben Sosoli, seven and two, plus 230. Uh, right off the bat, I'm betting Ben Sosoli, uh, minus, plus 230. I don't love him. He's in the contender series. I don't think he's um, that great. Kind of a weird thing because Greg is, Juan Adams was a really hyped up dude, and, and Greg put, took him out in the first round. I thought Greg maybe was going to get somebody real. They gave him Ben Sassoli. They moved this fight to this card for this reason. He's third away from the main event, which, you know, he's really good card placement. Uh, probably wouldn't have co- been co-main event if they didn't move Yair and Jeremy on this card. Um, but, yeah, I like I like Ben Sassoli just because I'll never pick Greg Hardy ever. Um, I just I don't like him as a person. I don't like what he's did in his past. I've done the Greg Hardy rant a thousand times. Um, you know, I think he'll probably win if I'm being honest, but I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to, and I probably will throw a couple bucks on Ben Sassoli just because a hope and a prayer that he fucking does something to Greg Hardy that, uh, that can win him. But I don't think he's that skilled. I, I, I've seen a lot of tape on him. I think Greg Hardy's probably going to get another first round finish too big, too strong, too athletic. But again, my human compass cannot pick Greg Hardy and I won't pick Greg Hardy. So I'm picking Ben Sassoli. All right. Co-main event, Yair Rodriguez, who is 12 and 2. He's a plus 110. Uh, what is he? He's a plus 110 favorite. He's fighting Jeremy Stevens, who's 28 and 16. He's a minus 120 underdog or favorite. How does that work? Right? So if you but you you gotta put 110 to win, and then with Stevens, you gotta put 120 to win. Okay, so Jeremy Stevens is technically, I guess, the favorite right now. Um I picked this fight whenever it was happening in Mexico City. I love what the UFC did here. They rebooked it right away. There's a lot of heat for these guys. I'm really excited about the weigh-ins tomorrow uh, on Thursday. Um, yeah, I picked Yair to win. I, we saw a second of it, right? Yair did look a little faster. Um, I hated the way Yair handled himself. I hated the way he called out Jeremy Stevens the way he did. I know you're building hype, and I know you're fired up. You want to fight Mexico City. You had that the home crowd thing, whatever. There was a altercation afterwards i just literally just steamrolled right through that burp there was an altercation afterwards they shoved each other or jeremy shoved him because he was talking some shit i don't like yeah you're rodriguez now i don't like the way he handled how he handled it right i thought that was kind of a scumbag move it's like you accidentally poked this guy in the eye and you're celebrating like you just won the fucking world cup is that racist no it can't be um i like Yaira in this fight though i hate him uh, listen, Jeremy brings big power to the table. He's angry right now. He wants his fight. I love that. Jeremy's going to come in. I think Jeremy's a little more well-rounded than people think. I think he will go for takedowns. I think he will probably take Yair down. I think Yair is very vulnerable on that side. Um, I think Yair's tricky off his back. He does have decent submissions. I don't think he's catching Jeremy with anything, but I do think Jeremy's going to lay on him and try to take him down. I kind of like that it's a three-round fight now for Yair because I think Yair's going to do work in that first round. And I think Jeremy's going to have to really reevaluate because I don't think he's going to be able to catch him with his hands. Jeremy's a big, big puncher, but a little bit slow. Doesn't move his head all that well. His body's open. I mean, he got dropped but with body shot. Uh, got basically knocked out by Jose with a body shot. Yair throws great body kicks. He was throwing those front kicks last time out. He front kick went to his jaw uh, in the first 10 seconds of the first fight. Um, so I like Yair in this fight. I do think Jeremy's going to mix it up and probably take him down. I think they're both in great shape. I'm glad this fight took taking place after such a weird ending. They're going to UFC gives us what they want. 
And uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Yair in this fight. I don't know if he's an underdog or not. We'll play we'll play just a half of it. Um, it it's it's a dead pick em fight. I, I've seen people pick Jeremy. I've seen people pick Yair, but I think since it's a three round fight, I think that's gonna favor Yair more. I think he's gonna be quicker, faster, and I think they're both in the same shape. I do see Jeremy wrestling though. I see Jeremy really mixing it up here. Jeremy has very good leg kicks. I want him to use his leg kicks for this fight. I'm rooting for Jeremy Stevens. Don't get me wrong. I'm not betting this fight. I'm picking Yair as my official pick because I take this shit seriously, but I'm rooting for Jeremy Stevens. He needs to leg kick more. He needs to be a little more offensive. I think sometimes Jeremy sits back and looks for that one shot. I don't know if that's going to change because he's been doing it for so long. This is like his 35th UFC fight, which is crazy. But I want to see a little more action from him, a little more stepping forward. If you, the more you lay back, the more of those crazy kicks are going to come. You know, those crazy spinning wheel kicks, those body kicks, those weird cartwheel kicks, they're coming if you're circling on side. You need to be in his face, mixing things up, landing your shots. He's got better short shots inside. I know Yair is coming off one of the greatest knockouts I've ever seen with Korean Zombie. Feels like forever ago. I love this fight, though. I love that they rebooked it. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm picking Yair, but I'm going to watch as a fan, and I'll probably be cheering on Jamie Stevens. All right, main event time. Main event, I'm actually really excited about it. Main event, I I don't think it's getting talked about enough. Chris Weidman, who is 14 and four, he's a plus 125 underdog. He's fighting Dominic Reyes, who's 11 and 0, minus 155 favorite. Um, Dominic Reyes is very good, very big, very good. This guy, former football player, trains out of California with Joe Stevens, at least he used to. I think he's bounced around a little bit. Um, I think he was out there in Victorville, California with, with Joe Daddy. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're still they're, they're still saying that he's with uh, Joe Daddy. I did think he mixed up a little bit. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, big dude, you know, impressive, undefeated record, good striking, um, just, just overall, I mean, he's knocked out Jared Cannonier, which is a big feather in your cap. His UFC debut was, uh, Joachim Christensen when he knocked out, uh, rear naked choke, Gary McKimmel. And then his big test was, was Kettner. He knocked Kettner at 205. Got a lot of finishes, got some submissions. Um, Chris Wyman needs this fight though. You know, hungry dog runs fast. Chris Wyman's coming off a knockout loss to Jacare, I believe countless injuries, no longer cutting to 185. Now he's at 205. He has, you know, I mean, he's, has been very inactive. He's had, he had two fights in 2017. He had one fight in 16. He had two fights in 15. He had one fight in 18. He's just very, very inactive. Um, for the division, I, I would like to see Reyes win, right? I would like to see Reyes win because for the division, I think he offers the most for a guy like John Jones. I think he offers the most for everybody at the top of 205. I've seen pictures of Chris this week. I, I'm a big component of guys not cutting weight. I like when guys don't cut weight. He doesn't. He, I feel like he just stayed the same size and just hasn't really added any like muscle or anything, right? Like he was a big 185er. I feel like he's just like a blown up 85er right now. I feel like, you know, he hasn't really added too much to his game. And I don't know if he can't weight lift because of the injuries or whatnot. You know, he's been banged up. He's got bad knees. He had that neck surgery, whatever, back issues. I don't know if that's the case, right? But breaking down this fight, Chris Wyman is very slow. Uh, hopefully moving up in weight with some of the bigger guys, he won't be as slow. His boxing is decent. His kicks are very good. He went, Most of the fights that he loses, he's winning, right? He's win, He was winning the Luke Rockhold fight. He's winning the Jacare fight. He's winning the Yo Romero fight. These things happen, right? It's just a slip of, of, of whatever can really you know turn, turn things around for you. I mean, he got dropped by Kelvin and came back and won. In New York, um, Dominic Reyes, the big thing with me is his last fight, 
I believe it was his last fight, Volkan Uzdemir. Volkan took him down quite a bit. Volkan decided to come out and not strike with him, which everyone thought was going to be a striking match. He came out and tested um, Reyes' wrestling, right? And Reyes had decent takedown offense, not great. But Vulcan's not a wrestler. Chris Wyman's a good wrestler. Chris Wyman can take a lot of people down. His wrestling's very good. His top pressure's very good. I have to imagine the game plan is to take this fight to the ground and really test Dominic's submissions. Chris has good chokes. Head and arm, guillotines, rear naked chokes. He's not great. I, I've never really see, seen him spin for an arm bar, but if he gets mount, he's heavy on top. Dominic's a big dude, though. So it's size versus technique at this point. I think they obviously know that what Chris Wyman's, the only way Chris Wyman's going to win is to take this fight to the ground. Dominic Reyes has great kicks. Okay boxing. I'm not crazy about his boxing, but it's good. It's powerful. He's a big dude. I mean, his uh, his back is giant, right? He's a, he, When they stare down him more, you're going to see the size difference. He's a big, big dude. But really great kicks. Body, leg, head. Um, hmm. Listen, I'm, you know, I'm going to go Wyman. When Devin sent me this fight months ago when it got announced, he sent me it on IG and said, I love this fight, whatever it was. I said, my early gut reaction is Weidman. I think why, because this was my memory of Dominic Reyes was the Vulcan fight, right? Which is months ago. He obviously has can improve his wrestling since then. Five round fight though. Chris has fought five rounds. Dominic has not. Five round fight. Chris has wrestled for five rounds in the UFC. Has, you know, I don't think Chris has the best cardio, but Decent cardio. I think it's going to be a rough two rounds for Dominic. This is a five-round fight. I think if Dominic's going to win, it's going to be late. I think Chris is going to dominate the first two rounds. We're going to really see what his game plan is. Uh, Chris seems confident for this fight. He needs it. Hungry Dog runs fast. We've already been over that. Plus one in 25 is the underdog. If the underdogs are switched, I might have went with Reyes. I just have a feeling for Wyman. I got Long Island blood in me. My mother's from Long Island. I think they went to the same high school at one point. Obviously, my mother's much older than Chris Wyman, but... Baldwin or whatever, Baldwin, Long Island, you know, Long Island. Hey, uh, so I'm going to go with Chris Wyman. I'm not confident in it. I'm probably going to bet it, but I'm not confident in it. So um, I'm not going to give you a lock of my night because I'm going to do that on the video tomorrow when, or Friday, the, the hype of the fight, probably tomorrow. I'll probably film it, edit it, put it out tomorrow. So I'm not going to give you a lock of the night. But the benefit of listening to the podcast is you obviously get all my picks and you get my underdog picks. I'll never do a video where I give out underdog picks. Because, you know, you got to come to the podcast. I want my numbers up. You got to come fucking listen. I'll give you my underdog picks when you listen. I didn't pick many unders in this fight, guys. So my underdog lock, I mean, who do I got? I mean, technically, Yair, and I got Joe Lozon. I mean, those are my, those are my only unders. I went all chalk. My underdog lock of the night is going to be, uh, is gonna be um, Joe Lozon. I mean, that's really the only guy I got. I mean, Yair, if we're splitting hairs, Yair could be a favorite, could be not. It really depends on what sports book you go. But I think Joe Lozon across the board is going to be uh, – and I got Wyman too. Wyman's my under too. I don't, but, you know, I'm going to go with Lozon. I like Lozon. I got a soft spot for Lozon. We've communicated back and forth on Twitter, on my, on my, on my personal Twitter account and uh about like tech stuff because i'm a tech dork too so that's it that's the show uh that was fun i'm glad I, i'm glad i did that I, I talked it out with you um hopefully i do a lot better guys i'm not taking as much money as i did last time so if i lose i won't be as devastated and my wife won't you know threaten to leave me i'm just kidding she didn't do that she'd already leave me um but uh um uh, i'm excited man a friday night card free me up on saturday i like that uh, you know, and it's obviously, you know, makes, makes that Friday coming home from work a little bit sweeter knowing that around six o'clock you got fights on. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited about this card. I'll be on Twitter talking about it. Uh, as always, I'll be rocking Instagram as well. Check out the video for tomorrow. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, people always say rate, comment, subscribe, all that subscribe to the podcast. Shout out to 
Tim Mitchell, loyal Twitter follower, always comments on, comments on my stuff. Sharp guy, one you know, likes to gamble. He's dabbling in gambling. You know, I, I think he's you know more than dabbling now, but uh, he's in the game. Knows his shit. And uh, he commented, I just now caught this. This was back in July. He commented, gave me five stars. Let's do that, right? Let's support each other, right? Go on iTunes, give me five stars. Why not? It takes five seconds. Write a little comment. Like, God, this guy's handsome. His, his head's not too big. I don't care what anybody says. Something like that, right? I don't care what you write. Just give me five stars. All right, so MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram, MMA Takes on Twitter. Uh, let's do the fights, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. He will rock you And he will roll you Baby, don't you know My heat will move your soul Oh, come on, come on, come on Love me All day, all night, you feel my heat. Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel my heat. Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay down? Were you rolling on the rehearsal?